Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I stock positions in Apple, NVIDIA, and AMD. Thank you. Alright, uh, today is just a continuation of the stock tier list. Uh, however, I just wanted to give a brief update on what is happening uh, on the website front. Uh, last week, there was a Nito Bandito little feature where uh, the site is now remembering uh, what you know tickers or symbols you've recently been trading. So that is just one less step that you have to type for um, when you are inputting a new trade. Uh, the thing that I'm working on right now, with the gracious help of my patrons, thank you so much for the patrons that are continuing to help me in this uh, process here, but uh, right now I'm trying to render or show your stock positions uh, when viewing your profile or anyone else's profile, and there are just a, a few things happening uh, which are due to you know previous changes that were previously ripped out uh, that are causing some hiccups uh, right now. Uh, for the veterans of the podcast and website, you remember that there was a very brief moment of time where you could uh, upload a, a like a stock position, not a buy common stock position, but like an actual stock position. And uh, that's giving us a little bit of trouble now. So uh, working through that, uh, I'm going to look at some other alternatives, some other uh, ways I can get this done uh, today. It's like the only thing I have my mind on today. I can't, I can't relax <laughs> until, until this is either taken out or uh, it gets done. Uh, I'm giving myself these, uh, these entire Saturday. Uh, I'm giving myself this entire Saturday uh, to finish it. Um, but yeah, this is, it's it's all fun. I I, I can't imagine doing anything else um, uh, that's more fun than fixing a bug. <laughs> but it's got to get done. Uh, I hope you all enjoy part six of this podcast. Uh, and like always, if you have any feedback, if you have any uh, any feature recommendations, anything, I read all emails. I just can't promise that I will reply to all emails uh, because it's just uh, a little bit too many that come in. But I do appreciate all of it, and I do take account all feedback, even negative ones. Uh, but I would just appreciate it if it was just constructive, at least a little bit. Uh, hope you guys and girls enjoy the part six of the stock tier list, and I'll see you all on the stream next week on Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you. All right, uh, welcome to the, uh, what part is this? Welcome to part six of the stock tier list. Uh, we've been doing this for about five weeks. That's like in, like a little bit over a month. Um, and I'd say we're about halfway, halfway done. Uh, our next stock, we'll just get right into it. Uh, our next stock is Robinhood. Uh, you know, funny enough, I get asked about what I think about Robinhood stock more than any other stock um, when I'm with like family or friends, uh, just because I've been a big fan of Robinhood for a large part of my life. Uh, I like the fact that their UI is so simple. Um, they get a lot of flack because there's so many people on the platform, and nowadays you can't, you're not allowed to do anything wrong, right? And if you have the most people on your platform, you get blown up. You can imagine, there's not that many people or that many millennials on Charles Schwab or like uh, yeah, interactive brokers and whatnot. So, um, you know, Robinhood gets a lot of flack for doing some bad stuff. Um, Webull is not innocent either. I have, I have like a huge thing against Webull, but that's for like another, that's for another time. Uh, but long-term or long-time listeners of the podcast know um, what's up. We're going to go to Google. Google. Google.com. 
uh, and go to Hoodstock. Uh, no P&E ratio. Uh, they do not make money, or they do make money, but not at a profit. Uh, it looks like it's consolidated a good bit at the $40 mark. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can see here, uh, and I'm just on the I'm just on the Google page, right? So there's this is forty dollars and five cents. The next bond is forty dollars and two cents. Forty dollars and seventy cents. Forty dollars and ninety three cents. It seems like forty is a pretty safe cash secure put to write. Uh, remember, if you listen to anything uh, that I say or. Uh, listen to any sort of thing that might come out of my mouth that sounds like advice, you're going to lose money. Um, I think that's that. I'm gonna go to see, I'm gonna look at some technicals within Tastyworks. I'm curious to see what the implied volatility is like, actually. Pretty, uh, pretty high implied volatility we see on this side here, it's in the 70s. Uh, which means you'll get a fair bit of premium writing options on this thing. We'll look at open interest. Plenty of open interest on both the put and call side. Um, lots of open interest at the 40 mark. That's pretty cool. Earnings are soon on November 17th, but I'll save that for the podcast. Uh, we'll look at the daily one year. And just for the heck of it, just for for future streams and stuff, I'll put I'll put a line at the forty mark. Close enough. Um, yeah. Nothing much to write home about uh, for Robinhood. Um, I just don't have that much opinion on brokerages in general. Like if we had TD Ameritrade um, or Charles Schwab in the tier list as well, uh, I think I would just give the same amount of depth as I do Robinhood. Um, I am going to bring this back up. We're going to go to the tier list. Robinhood has a good amount of implied volatility. Um, Good open interest. It's a. It has a nice price point and a good support. And I like what they do. Their product is nice. Oh, Junie, but there's so many different things that are wrong with Rubber. The, the orders are slow, even though like that completely doesn't matter on the brokerage. Oh, Judy, uh, they didn't let me take out my GameStop stock. Well, any every broker could do that. Um, oh, Juni, I don't like this, I don't like that. You don't have to use Robinhood, but there's a good reason why a majority of people use Robinhood anyway. Um, it just feels good to use. While I don't use Robinhood anymore, if I were to go back to trading on my phone, I would trade with Robinhood. Um, but right now, Tastier, Tastyworks is treating me uh, very well, so I would like to give my loyalty to Tastyworks. Um, I'll put this, I'll put Robin Hood. I like Robin Hood above the ARC stocks. Uh, it's not as volatile with news anymore. It could, the news could pop up soon. Um, but I do like Chipotle, Boeing, and DraftKings more because they do have P&E ratios. They're not so growth-oriented. Uh, those are just kind of awkward to trade. Some of it is news-oriented, like DraftKings needs more regulations to be passed. Boeing needs FFA, FAA regulations to be passed. Chipotle is just a super expensive stock. It's not realistic to expect beginners to um, trade it. Uh, open interest sucks. Slippage is wide. But Robinhood pretty decent technicals it's a good product I think it's going in the right direction um, and 
I think there's just more of a centralized mission with Robinhood, with quote, with democratizing finance, uh, as opposed to Kathy at the helm of just like buying all the growth stocks that she can, or uh, Airbnb just, you know, there's COVID is still happening. There's all that news that could still potentially happen. And then, uh, yeah, I, I think it's more closely resembles Fastly, but Fastly has just not been doing all that hot as we saw last week. Um, yeah, that's my that's my opinion. Uh, Robin Hood is a very middle uh, C tier for me. Uh, this one's gonna be a pretty cool one to look at. Uh, you know, I think I've mentioned Intel, Intel our next stock. I've mentioned it previously um, in separate streams. I've talked about how I like Intel. Uh, because I follow semiconductor news. Um, I'm just interested in the news in general. And their balance sheet is nice. They've been looking for a CEO. They found one and all that stuff. Let's take a look at Intel real quick. Bring up INTC stock. Intel, P&E ratio of 12. 12, that's insanely low. Uh, you're getting good value for the stock. You are just absolutely uh playing the fundamental game when you play intel intel has also a huge dividend for being a tech stock right it's 2.58 percent um that's not normal for a tech stock uh and having a p e ratio of 12 it's almost insane to not think that this is a good play for a long portfolio um looking at the Stock chart, it hasn't really gone anywhere. The dividend is carrying you if you've been buying on like say the dips and stuff, uh, but chances are if you're a regular investor, you've also sold your position out somewhere ar around these dips where it gets like kind of scary, right? My vision with this type of stock is like, okay, it's trading really flat. Regular traders, regular retail traders like you and me, I'm putting myself in there, right? We get bored. We don't actually hold the stock for as long as that we say we will, and we get bored and we end up selling. That's just that's just facts, right? A lot of people like to say, "Oh, I'm buying this and I'm holding, uh, and I'm gonna keep this forever," and then uh, they'll they'll say like in like a tweet or a Reddit post like a few weeks later, saying, "Oh, I'm all in on this stock because of the X, Y, and Z." And it's like, "Yo, what happened to your Intel position?" And it's like, "Oh, you know, it was trading flat. And I saw opportunity elsewhere." And then there's no one taking accountability, which is kind of where ThetaGang.com is born, right? Like it's, it makes sure that, hey, if you want to say these type of things, and you want people to trust you, then you got to own up to it. But if you want to just say these things and you don't care what anybody else thinks, then by all means. Um, but yeah, P&E ratio of 12 is insane. Uh, dividend of two, like greater than 1% is insane. And it's double that. And more than double that, it's 2.58. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, labor shortage. Intel hiring students advertising on football games. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, it isn't a sort of downtrend though. Uh, it's pretty flat if you look at like maybe say like the six month, but if you look at the one year, there is a slight downtrend. Um, going, let's look at the fundamentals here. I'm gonna guess that volatility is pretty low, but we will see. I N T C R E S P E C T. Earnings are next next week uh, October 21st dividends will get paid out or not get paid out but you need to invest in it by November 4th on the next dividend date uh, yeah plenty of open interest seems good though volatility is pretty low but understandably so tell me it ain't so <laughs> uh, because it's been trading pretty flat so yeah, volatility being low is understandable. You can kind of see here what I mean. And I've been bringing, up, bringing this up more recently. 
you see these volume, these volume candles here at the bottom. Uh, green, red, green, red, green, red. Uh, red candles mean more sell volume uh, because it's the price is going lower and lower. Uh, you can see the red candle one, red candle two, red candle three. How how uh, how there's increasing sell volume, and then at the very top here, uh, it finally gets bought uh, down here. So this was not a good indicator that the stock was going to rebound at this level. But hindsight is 2020, retrospect is 2020. But it's just cool to see these things as you just like learn about it and just observe it. Um, yeah, I think this is also called a death cross, where the the most recent EMA is below the uh, the more latter or uh, the more late uh, EMAs. The 10 is below the 50, and the 50 is below the 200, and that's not typically good. And we're at the we're on the uh, daily one year. They are also very behind A and D. Um, they are also behind uh, NVIDIA. You're basically getting a very good deal on something that is at best average. I think that's how I like to put it. Uh, this is gonna be tough. I'm gonna pull up the, the tier list. I think with the the PE ratio of where Intel's at right now makes it very attractive, uh, especially if you were to do a long portfolio. If someone said like, "Hey, uh, Junie, I'm uh, thinking about investing into Intel. I'm gonna put like a little bit of my money in," I wouldn't I wouldn't bat an eye. I'd be like, "Great, kudos to you. Like, good luck." If someone said, "Junie," I don't see any other opportunity in the market. I'm gonna put all my money into Intel. I would sweat just a little bit. I wouldn't freak out. I mean, you do what you do want with your money, but Intel isn't that bad of like a, say, quote, all in. You can, you can all in something much worse. And that's part of my gauge too, right? It's like, how friendly is this stock to beginners? Um, I'm, gonna bring you, I'm gonna bring up the chart one more time. I just want to kind of see where the supports are at. I already have a line here. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's just sitting there. 17 uh, and from what I believe it does not pay a dividend but Intel does pay a dividend has lower PE ratio and it's in the semiconductor business and I do like it better than Coinbase and I do like it better than Best Buy, Canada, Goose, Blizzard okay I found it's home it's right here Intel is right in the middle smack dab in the B tier I can't Put it in A tier because I know enough about the semiconductor company or semiconductor industry where I think you're borderline griefing by putting money that you could be putting into AMD or Nvidia into Intel. You can say that you can argue that if you put more money into Intel, there's a higher chance for growth because it's priced so quote fairly right now. 
but that is also a risk in of itself because what happens if uh, Intel continues trades trading flat because it's just such a good deal, but it stays behind the competition. So um, I think Intel being in the solid B, uh, right in the middle, is fair. And if newer news comes out about Intel um, changing or maybe news about AMD or Nvidia, uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll bump it up. But we'll take it from there. I'm going to read through chat real quick. Stanmere, hello. Thank you for making, making it out today. Uh, difficult Nerd says, I wrote uh, 95 strike puts on Win the hotel, just before their drop from 98 to 80. I rolled them out to November and F to me. It was a gamble. It didn't work out. Uh, but, yeah. I am glad that you're sticking to the plan, I suppose. Not sure if I like the roll, but uh, everyone has a different opinion on rolling uh, options. Mr. Integrity, uh, Robinhood has customer service now. S tier. That was my biggest complaint about Robinhood, and I'm glad that they have customer service now. What I what I feel bad for is the customer service team. They're going to get a lot of newer investors that don't know what's going on, uh, asking the questions about like things like. Like, what do I do if this is assigned? Or what does assignment mean? Or why am I looking at this max loss? And why does it say infinity? Or it's, it's going to be a lot for customer service because you're basically being the, te not say teacher, but you're being the guide uh, to a lot, of, a lot of newer investors' investments journeys. Um, it's just going to be a lot. So I hope they train their team really well to uh, answer the, a lot of the frequently asked questions. Kathy Woods has been buying up uh, Robinhood. That's cool to know. Uh, John Tran also says that he likes uh, Robinhood at this price. Robinhood has Mousecord. Hello, by the way. Robinhood has multiple lawsuits and a class action suits against them. They are also a possible fall BS. They are not profitable, and PFOF is possibly going to get taken away, which is their primary income. I just don't get it. Consistently, they have network issues during crypto dumps. Do you know who also has network issues during crypto dumps? Coinbase. Technology is very hard, but I think you know that. Your, your username is nerdy enough to where I think that you might be in tech. Uh, they basically short every trade you do. They do not buy the stocks you buy. Basically, they only buy stock uh, when you transfer. That also might be standard practice from uh, a broker's standpoint. Any brokers that doesn't admit to doing that uh, can possibly be doing that. The, I wouldn't doubt that this isn't standard broker behavior. Now, I might also sound like a Robinhood fanboy, but let me just also remind everybody that I do not use Robinhood. So, and I don't give out a Robinhood referral code. I have no ties with Robinhood. I'm just basically being a middleman here. I think Robinhood is decent. Uh, I think it's better than decent, to be honest. Um, but say what you want. I'm sure your brokerage is better. I like Tasterworks better. We all have our preferences. Um, Outspoken Lurker. Hey, man. Been listening to the podcast for a little over a year and finally made it to a stream. Thanks for all that you do for the community. Thank you. I appreciate you making time to come out and say something positive. That, that seems like a... Like a very hard thing to do these days and i appreciate you uh, making the time um intel ceo says amd's time is over that's pretty cool um let's see here uh i'm difficult nurses i'm 42 and i've seen intel and amd play this movie three times so far they're gonna bounce back we shall see okay uh next up on our list uh we have jd a JD is a, I think it's a Chinese e-commerce company. Let's look together. I'm pretty sure that's what it is, JD stock. I'm not sure if they're supposed to be the uh, Chinese Amazon, but we'll, we'll just look around. Uh, JD.com, also known as Jing Dong, and formerly called 360 Buy, is a Chinese e-commerce company headquartered in Beijing. It is one of the two massive 
business to consumer online retailer in China by transaction volume and revenue. So yeah, maybe it is, um, uh, maybe it is like an Amazon uh, of China. Uh, it's a major competitor to Alibaba Run. So Alibaba. Um, oh wait, actually hold on. Let me let me reply to someone real quick. Uh, and then uh, we'll go. Let me see here. Okay, so JD, um, PD ratio of 20. The main thing that uh, I'm not a fan of, though, is that it's just a Chinese company. There's a lot of news uh, happening that makes me really not want to invest in Chinese companies right now. Uh, if you wanted to buy the dip though, I'm sure that's in a major dip right now. It's bounced from the lows here and it's sitting at like a support. So that seems pretty cool. Um, but it's just hard to say. Like we look at JD, we could look at uh, Baba. Um, everything has just been on a correction, right? And all the Chinese stocks, it's not just JD in particular. Um, Man, I remember the P&E ratio being a, on this company being a lot higher too. Uh, let's look at the technicals. Maybe volatility is just insanely high. JD. Not as high as uh, Robinhood, but it is pretty high, 51%. Um, I don't have an opinion here. I feel like if I had to guess and I had to, I had to play this play, I had to absolutely play because otherwise I just wouldn't. I would think it touches the 200 EMA. Um, after, because it already breached the 50, and this is the Oogla Boogla technical analysis side, right? Like, uh, it, it doesn't, this support doesn't need to hold. There, there's plenty of more support and buy volume here too. Um, but that's what, that's what technical analysis is, is that it's just an attempt to tell the future. It doesn't necessarily have to tell the future. Otherwise, anybody that does technical analysis would be a millionaire, right? So, um, I think given all that, I think I'm gonna tier it just right next to Alibaba. I'm not a huge fan of JD, um, and I'll put it behind Alibaba. I'm more familiar with Alibaba, so I like Alibaba just a little bit more, um, but. I think I like the, both the Chinese companies more than Fiverr uh, because of the risk reward uh, that's available there. Uh, because there's a chance that there's a some certain news piece that comes out and says, hey, China's gonna work on their economy and they're promising to make sure that they prosper because China doesn't wanna look weak or something like that. Um, I'm not, I do not remember what stock this is. Uh, give me a second. I think I have the name of it. Oh, <laughs> it's JNUG. I went to Google. I went to Google and I just, uh, here, JNUG, and I just went to here and then I screenshotted this. Uh, which equals this. Um, JNUG was in here mainly because of a joke. So JNUG way back in the day, Wall Street Bets, like we're talking way back when we were trading uh, like JNUG, Micron, Rite Aid. Like this is way before GameStop. Um, these were like the really funny stocks to trade. There'd be people drawing um, JNUG with their feet in the snow and then taking pictures from their office building. Like it was, 
it was a really, really fun time on Washi Bets. I remember learning a lot during that time. And that's kind of like what I talk about um, when uh, I say that, you know, I, I, my roots are from Wall Street Bets. Is that, that's where I learned. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and put this in gut here. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waste people's time. I thought this was just gonna be good story time though. Uh, but shout out to everyone that does know about JNUG, especially from Wall Street Bets. Uh, we are the OGs. <laughs> gonna put this in gut here. Gonna be honest, I think I like it more than any of the other stock, more than any of the stock. It's just gonna go last. Uh, our next stock is a defense stock. Uh, do I, I also do have Raytheon. I'm gonna bump Raytheon up here. Uh, but we're gonna do Lockheed first. Um, I think Lockheed Martin is LMT, LMT stock. Lockheed Martin dividend is 3.22%, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's had a pretty big correction uh, from its top. looking at Lockheed's chart right now. Defense stocks are sus, right? Like you don't you don't want defense stocks to technically go up, right? Like why would a defense stock go up? They're making missiles, they're selling missiles and people die because of the missiles, right? Then you can argue Junie, but those are just for defense in case something happens. Well, it still sucks that you have to out arm the other possible people so i'm not a huge fan of you know the reasoning of like oh you know iran news is coming out so de buy defense stocks because you know we're gonna buy more missiles from lockheed martin i'm not a huge fan of that um doesn't seem bad though 330, 350, 340. Yeah, 330 to 350 seems decent. Doesn't seem scary. I think right now is pretty like good time to go along. At least just from the chart and from the fundamentals here. Seems decent for a long portfolio, especially because the dividend is pretty high at 3.2%. Let's go into uh taste social pick limit. Let's do daily, one year. Wow, yeah, the RSI on daily one year almost hit 20. It's uh, it's gapped up from there, but it's consolidated back down. Um, buy volume is not picking up. I'd say volume is almost consolidating. I was gonna say dying, but no, it's just normal levels compared to before. Um, yeah, defense stocks will just normally have lower volatility. Uh, they trade, you know, usually up in a way, uh, just on a flatter, more like, I guess, lesser slope linear line. Open interest, not very good. Yeah, not very good. Volatility. Like, it's barely average. I'd say it's almost bad. Um, I think I have enough to make a decision. Let's just pull up the uh, taste, or not taste, where's the tier list real quick. Lockheed Martin. I think the first stock that I look towards when I want to put Lockheed Martin on the tier list is Boeing, because Boeing is somewhat defense as well. But unlike Boeing, 
defense companies don't need news to go up. I think they just tend to go up in general because government always, quote, like, needs to spend money on defense. Uh, of course, that just depends on whoever is in charge, whoever is in office, and how much they prioritize defense. Um, but it doesn't need, like, an earnings report to do well. It, it just kind of just goes with the flow. Do I like Lockheed Martin more than Fiverr? I would rather have a beginner invest into Lockheed Martin than all of these. I think up until Canada Goose. Because I'd rather have a newer person buy something that's more relevant. Like something that they're actually passionate in. Maybe you're into resale lit stuff and you just like love flipping things. Best Buy is like a good contender. Maybe you're into crypto, you could go into Coinbase. Maybe you're really into building PCs and you like core search products. Maybe you're into the semiconductor industry. Maybe you're into security. Maybe you're into e-commerce. Maybe you're into like at-home e-commerce. Maybe you're into just Datadog because it's an awesome platform. But everything below this line is like low-key kind of risky. And I don't think Lockheed Martin is risky. So. With that reasoning, uh, it's gonna go in B tier, uh, and it's gonna be uh, better than Canada Goose, Blizzard, Alibaba, JD, and Fiverr, uh, as, as well as it's gonna be better than C tier, which is DraftKings, Boeing, Chipotle, uh, Robinhood, Cathy's, Ark, Airbnb, and Fastly, and then the good tier. Lot are. Because we tiered Lockheed Martin and Raytheon and Lockheed are so similar, we're just gonna quickly look at some, uh, what's, what is Raytheon's ticket? Raytheon stock, RTX. Wasn't Raytheon like 200 bucks before? Interesting, maybe they split. Or maybe I'm just remembering wrong, but Honestly, Raytheon's P&E ratio is way higher than Lockheed. Yeah, Lockheed's P&E ratio is 13. Uh, Raytheon's P&E ratio is 61. Uh, Lockheed also has a better dividend, uh, beating uh, Raytheon's 2.3% dividend by a, a whole percent. Raytheon stock, though, is much cheaper. Uh, Raytheon stock is sitting at 88.72, and Lockheed Martin is sitting at 347.75. One is obviously way easier to wheel, but I don't think I will put that into consideration when putting uh, these two companies together. Oh. Let's pull up Tasterworks real quick. RTX. Uh, Raytheon has just a little bit more implied volatility than uh, Lockheed. No, honest. No, they're about the same. They're about the same. Um, open interest. I think Raytheon wins in the open interest category. But honestly, it loses in every other part. It's cheaper, and there's more open interest. Implied volatility is about the same, but it has a lower dividend, um, and, uh, or yeah, it has a lower dividend and a higher P&E ratio about four times as Lockheed. If you wanted to just diversify for the sake of diversifying and you just wanted a defense company, I don't see how you go wrong with investing in Lockheed over Raytheon, um, especially when it comes to downturns. A higher dividend might be just that last reason where you decide to not sell for a loss. And this is kind of where that realism part of the, of just trading stocks comes in. 
because I know I keep harping on it, but a lot of people say that they're going to hold stock forever. Uh, but they they end up just selling for a loss because they want to free up capital or they want to raise cash. They want to use all these different phrases to justify selling a stock for a loss. If the 3.22% dividend is really, if sounds really good to you and it's the reason why you don't sell and you're saying like, you know what, one day I'll put more money in and I'll, uh, you know, I put more, I'll buy more shares to lower my break even, all while my dividend and covered calls potentially are lowering my break even. Then I think it's great. I think even though Lockheed has lower open interest um, and a, a higher price per share, the P&E ratio of Lockheed uh, shouldn't be underestimated, and the higher dividend would be the winner for me. I'm not even a dividend investor. I don't actively look for dividends. For example, I don't think NVIDIA even has a dividend, but I love NVIDIA. Um, so with all those reasons, I'm gonna also put um, Raytheon in B tier, but below Lockheed Martin. I think if you were to diversify for the sake of diversifying, Lockheed Martin just seems like a better deal. Um, moving on to the next stock, just going to hammer right through this. Uh, we are going to talk about Lululemon. I'm pretty interested in looking at Lululemon right now because I bring it up quite often when I talk about the Girls Are Better Investor episode um, of the podcast series. Uh, let's look at Lulu. Lulu is what they call a Becky stock. Anything that Becky would buy, um, anything your girlfriend would buy is a pretty safe bet. That includes Target, Starbucks, Apple, etc. Um, Lulu is a product company, but they also have really good customer service um, uh, and a good e-commerce pipeline. They spend a lot on making their apps and websites like really nice, which is not to be uh, underestimated. They're like low-key, almost a e-commerce company, um, which explains their insane P&E ratio of 60, right? It's that uh, Lululemon uh, is at the very end of things is a product company and all they do sell is clothing as far as i know so a peony ratio of 60 is kind of insane especially when there's so many competitors you have gymshark or whatever your favorite instagram influencer is pushing uh there's just a lot of competitive competitive uh, oh my goodness i cannot speak there's a lot of competitors in the leggings space or the athleisure space. Athleisure is no longer a niche thing. Uh, athleisure is just is just almost expected, especially when everyone's working from home. You don't need to wear suits anymore. You just want to be comfortable. And there are a lot of other brands that offer comfortable clothing. Um, that said, though, uh, you know, Lululemon does not pay a dividend, but we don't mind. Uh, revenue for uh, Lululemon did go up 60% year over year. That's pretty crazy. And they doubled their net income, which is also crazy. Uh, their profit margin, also insane, uh, went up 50%. I don't know how that happened while raising everything else, but that is good signs. Um, Lululemon is not a cheap stock by any means. It is $397. Twelve cents, uh, probably not friendly for uh, college students to invest in, uh, unless you are the type of person to really just enjoy buying a few shares or something. Because college students are brokeeth. Um, looking at Lulu, implied volatility, a little bit better than average. Uh, open interest sucks. <laughs> yeah, open interest blows how's the slippage um, you know slippage for being a $400 stock is not that bad mm, well it depends definitely depends on what strikes you're looking at it, it could get kind of bad there is like uh, there's $50 here $70 here there's like $200 here I don't know what's going on between these bids and ass but 
And then where does it sit on the chart? Let me do some digging. Had a major rip from the bottom of COVID. It's corrected from the top of, like say the COVID rally. Uh, found support, tried to rally again. Found support at the very same support. Took off from there and it's been correcting. So it had a lot of buy volume uh, recently. And this price action does not look bad. Um, I like this amount of volume here being bought up. If I were to play this, like say for example, um, someone gave me control of their portfolio and they said, hey Juni, uh, I want to trade Lulu because I love Lululemon. Uh, I would probably do something like this. Because I have confidence in Lululemon. I think it's a good product. I think there's a case to be made that it could be overvalued. But overvalue, undervalue, now I think that's irrelevant because everyone values things differently. Um, I'd probably look at the 50 EMA. Uh, that's sitting at like 356. Because uh, my guess would be that, hey, even if we do continue correcting, which is okay, uh, it can potentially bounce off of here and that would be my first line defense. What would make me feel even better is knowing that, hey, if I went into Lululemon right now uh, and it's continued going lower, I have this support too, which is nice. And then for X amount of reasons, it can start trading in this range here, giving me a solid wheel target. Um, this, is, this is a pretty nice graph. I, I don't know if you guys and girls agree too, but this is this doesn't look too bad. Let's take a look at what the 356, 356 could get us. 10 day, 356, oof. Okay, so that's pretty far out the money, Never mind. Writing this is near pointless for the 10 day. Let's look at the nearest monthly. 356. Premium included, this could get us there. 360 minus 430. Uh, that would get us in the 356 area. Um, 83% probability profit. Not bad. Uh, though, it, and, oh, okay. So this is where me and Tasty Works uh, line of thinking differ. I think this is what Tasty Works would consider like a pretty good trade. Is like it is a 45-day trade, 80-ish percent probability of profit, and then let it let it run either 50% or get a sign. Uh, I don't like being in the hole for 45 days, especially if I was putting up $36,000 uh, to cover this cash secured put. So I, I would probably not do this. Um, though, if you have unlimited money, say you have a million dollar account, $36,000 is nothing to you, this is a pretty easy write, especially if you wanted to get into Lulu. Uh, if you only have $36,000 and you don't like Lulu, this is not a play that you would do. Uh, liking Lulu is absolutely a must if you do some play like this, because again, uh, not only are you trying to have it bounce off of here, uh, you have to be ready to just hold it for a long time. And holding a stock that you're not into or a company that you're not into for a long time is very hard. Um, but that said, I do like Lulu. Uh, I'm going to minimize this. Let's see, where would I put Lulu on this graph? Do I like Lulu more than Best Buy? Not really. Not really. Um, do I like it more than Coinbase? Yes. But I like Coinbase more than Best Buy. So this is kind of, this is getting kind of weird. But I do like Lulu more than Corsair, just because I'm more 
Am I more familiar with Lulu? Probably not. But I don't like it more than Intel. And I don't like it more than Cross-Strike. So yeah, I think it's gonna be right here. Lululemon, right before Intel, uh, but after Corsair, uh, right in the middle of B tier. Um, Dog with Egg, I appreciate you coming, even if you were late, it doesn't matter, don't matter. Masajedo, I'm out of Indica Edibles. Dude, if you are into Indica Edibles, look up the brand Smokies, that is with a Z. Best edibles I, I've ever had. Uh, and I actually have some here, but I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed to show uh, marijuana stuff like on camera. Uh, or I, I'll get like flagged or something. Uh, our fan says, Becky ETF. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> 100 shares of NVIDIA gets you 5 bucks in dividends. As per Massajato. Empty Can says, I low-key love Lulu. Actually, not even low-key. And you don't need to be low-key about it. I think Lulu is uh, a fantastic company with great, uh, with a great product. Um, let me see here. Cool. Let me see. We are at 821. What is this stock? It says like marathon or something. Oh, Mara. Oh man, I, I'm so used to just seeing Mara as Mara. Okay. Let's talk about Mara. I think Mara is going to be our last stock of the day. Mara stock. All right, here we go. Uh, Marathon Digital Holdings is a patent holding company that is the parent of Unilock, known as Patent Troll Company. No PE ratio, dividend yield. I see, I used to see Mara like all the time um, on Wall Street Bets. I don't see much of it now anymore. Jeez. Um, it is on the rise again. That's interesting to see. It had a 10% day to day. Not sure why, but it, it did. Marathon Holdings announces Bitcoin production and mining operations. Okay, so it's Bitcoin mining. Okay, it's starting to like ring a bell. Uh, let's bring up the uh, the technicals. No P and E ratio, no dividend yield, uh, as per like Bitcoin related stuff. Mara. That chart is a uh, yikes. Daily one year. Yeah, a 10% day uh, bouncing off the 50 EMA, not a bad sign. Let's see the implied volatility on this thing. Wow, yeah, 106% implied volatility. Let's pretend that we have the same max loss as like Apple. So we would maybe do a 71% and then quantity go tick, tick, tick. So for the, for basically the same price as Apple, you get $560 for a 70% cash secure put, which is insane. I don't even get that much. I don't get anywhere close to that much writing uh, NVIDIA cash secure puts. Uh, and this is only for 10 days too. So you can see like, if you just figured out how to write options, this type of play seems very, very enticing. Cause you're like, why would I sell cash secure put on an Apple when Apple is trading flat um, and it has lower implied volatility. I already believe in crypto and this has 
great in pipe volatility, and I wouldn't mind getting a sign. And then you end up getting assigned and not only are you getting assigned but maybe Mara is way down because Bitcoin is going down because it's maybe corrected a bit and then you ask yourself dang like why didn't I just go with a safer option and then it goes in like a recursive loop you save up money just enough money to start playing again and instead of putting it into finally something that's responsible you do something like this I don't knock it though it is a fun way to trade um, if you win but it does feel bad when you lose. Uh, I think Mara... Let me let me just try to compare this with Coinbase real quick, with Coinstock. Um, if you're into crypto, I think you find like a bigger conglomerate uh, than Mara. One that's maybe not so based on news. One that doesn't jump up like 10% in a day. Um, like if you're into crypto, I'd rather have you just invest into Coinbase. Uh, it's just safer, it has a larger market cap. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna quickly look at the um, stock tier list. Implied volatility is there. Open interest is also there. Technical wise, it looks like a solid stock. Um, it is pretty good though. There's a good chance that if it goes down, you're gonna get assigned and you're gonna be stuck in the hole for a long time. You might are you might argue here like Juni, why do you keep assuming it's gonna go down? That seems very bearish of you. I'm just being realistic. Like you have to assume that all of your stocks will go down. And there's no such thing as stocks that only go up. But Juni, I liked the tweet yesterday about stocks only going up, so it must be true. But it doesn't. Stocks are actually due to go down tomorrow. So imagine if you were to be assigned on Mara stock like this Friday, you probably wouldn't feel good. It'd make you probably sweat and you probably wouldn't be able to relax during the weekend, which is pretty important. Um, is it a guh though? That I'm not too sure. Is it guh territory? There's buy volume from the low, increasing buy volume. <sighs> I, I'll be, I'll be fair. I won't, I won't consider it guh, but it is the lowest of the C's. And if I could put it further right or further last, it would go there. But I don't think it's guh. If you account for max loss and you trade it responsibly. Meaning if you have a 100K portfolio and you only write one cash secured put, which is 3.7% of your portfolio, I think that's fine. It's when you have a 100K portfolio and you slam all 100K into uh, Marathon or Mara, that is gut here. Um, yeah, it's just the laps of the sea. Um, and I think that's that. That's 828. I'm going to read through a little bit more of the chat here. Indica Gang, Real Indica Gang. You know, you take the A and B tier and wheel 30 day at the 30 delta and you've got a great ETF. That would be pretty cool. It would be super sick if, uh, if I opened an ETF one day. That would be really cool. Just to say that, like, hey, uh, I did that. Uh, I think creating ETF is super cool. Just that entire, just that entire process. I've looked it up before in the past, and uh, apparently all you need is like the backing of an accredited investor and like a whole bunch of money, like 250k, 500k, something, something like that. Uh, Twitch dude asks, "Are you rating Baidu?" Uh, I don't see it. Uh, there's a good chance that I might not have Baidu on here. Uh, but just to save you the trouble, I would probably just put end up putting Baidu in the B tier along with the other Chinese stocks. Uh, Dota ETA? Right now. Stream is over now. Uh, let me see. Do I need to do anything? Don't think so. 
It's 8.30. Thank you all for joining. Uh, I appreciate you all for coming. I will have this uploaded uh, as the next podcast episode, uh, Stock Tier List Part 6. And then I'll see everybody uh, next next week. Thank you so much, and have an awesome week. Bye-bye.